Hi there guys, welcome to This Is Totally Fine podcast, where we talk about everything from YA fiction scandals and debates to everything pop culture. Your two hosts today are myself, Rachel, and Ryan. Before we get into our topic today, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Ryan, and I am obsessed with all things fantasy, and my favourite thing of the week is The Tropic of Serpents by Minnie Brennan, because it's the sequel to The Natural History of Dragons, and I finally got my hands on it after freaking ages. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Rachel. No worries. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm Rachel, as we've already introduced ourselves. Uh, I am obsessed with all things drama, including the booktube community, or anything to do with any form of literature of drama is great. So that's why we're here, really, to be honest. Um, my favourite thing of the week has got to be the book Meddling Kids by Edgar Quintero. It's a really good book, kind of like Scooby-Doo, but for adults. I mean, Buffy Vampire Slayer, maybe? So yeah, that's, that's us. Ooh! <laughs> Right, before we get into the topic for today, we're just going to briefly talk about why we actually started this podcast. Mm -hmm. So for us, we do talk a lot about the drama that exists online, on social media, anything related to pop culture, books, you name it. We've probably seen the memes, the drama, the bullshit for it. It's (laughs) great. We love it. But we talk about it a lot together. Like all the time. And like everyone else is like sick of listening to us about it. Yeah. So we, we have a lot of feelings, as what Ryan says. <laughs> and we just feel that like probably most of the planet, we need to vent to someone. Anyone will do it, actually, to be honest. Yeah. So lucky you. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about the most recent drama and probably why we've actually started this podcast so I'll probably just give a quick summary of what the drama is and then at least that is recorded somewhere (laughs) Um, so the drama is Mackenzie Lee, author of The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue which won the Stonewall Honour Award has caused controversy with the blurb of her new book originally called Semper Augustus now called The Madness Blooms it's set in the Netherlands and in 1637 and follows a main character who falls in love with a woman during tulip mania. The blurb has caused controversy because it used female pronouns but Lee has come out and said the book is actually about a trans guy coming to terms with his identity whilst falling in love with a woman. The issue a lot of people have with this is inability to see why this marketing is unacceptable to trans people and allies because it dead names and misgenders the main character. Lee has since apologised and decided to change the blurb to reflect the main character's identity. But how did we learn about this scandal? I know scandal seems a bit severe, but let's talk about how this got as big as it did. So what started it for Ryan and I was actually V.E. Schwab's tweet. Tweet, because we both follow her and she tweeted about, well not specifically about the incident, but it was clearly about the Yeah, incident. it was in response. So she didn't start the thread. We actually have notes, that's how prepared we are. Um, she didn't start the thread, but her response was basically, gender and sexuality are not spoilers, identity is not a marketing tool, I am viscerally uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, so, she then followed that up with, I try so, so hard to stay out of things, but I also know that's a, a kind of privilege. But I am very protective of my queer fam, I want you to know I see you, I see your anger and I, your fatigue, and I am with you. Love heart followed by a bracket? Don't know what that's about. Um, so, yeah, that was the original 
that's how we kind of heard yeah. about it. And then we were like, ooh, what's this about? And kind of dug in and we found, went down the rabbit hole a wee bit. So they kind of, there was a one particular, I don't know if this is the thread that started it, but this is certainly one that's the most notable and could be found linked to V. Schwab's tweet, is by Margo or Marjo's Adventure, spelled M-A-R-J-O-S, Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talked about it and she actually included a lot of really, really helpful screenshots which give a basic blurb and what kind of a description. It says book description. So she took screenshots of the different descriptions and what they said. Um, so the description is when it was originally promoted on Goodreads, was previously known as Semper Augustus, set in 1637 Holland at the height of the Dutch tulip mania. A flower girl in love with her mistress must decide whether or not to dupe her beloved's father by selling the false Semper Augustus bulb, I was about to say bulb, the <laughs> um, most valuable tulip of its time in order to save herself and her brother. Sounds um, good. Uh, Which is something I'd actually felt I'd never heard of the tulip mania before and I didn't realise that mm. that was a thing people were actually selling tulips for like the same price as like houses <laughs> they were yeah. absurdly expensive. I didn't know that was definitely I think yeah I think that's like um an interesting an interesting topic that's probably never been done before mm-hmm. and it like there is a more detailed blurb that was actually originally on Mackenzie Lee's Instagram feed if you want to read that I'd recommend checking Marjo's Adventures original thread because that really kind of goes through every single chapter of what we're going to discuss in more detail. And she she kind of brought it up as she is from the Netherlands, so she kind of felt represented and then suddenly that was no longer the case and then thought that maybe there would actually be an issue anyway, even if it wasn't her particular viewpoint being represented anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the blurb, as we've just read it to you, fairly clear, mm-hmm. I think, from what it maybe was about. Um, it's very much a flower girl. So, <laughs> this is in full, this is before she, on her Instagram feed, she finally released the cover of it, which looks spectacular, a spectacular cover. I really like it. It's really just ornate and really beautiful. Can't, can't, you know, out her graphic design and you know branding team good job um but in the original instagram post she basically says uh also in spite of the fact that many people have been calling this the lesbian tulip book the main character is actually a trans guy who figures out his identity over the course of the book we decided to use she her pronouns in the jacket copy after much conversation to reflect how he identifies at the start of the book then she follows that with, but yeah, pre-order link in bio. So, like, you know, she's really showing a care and consideration there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just skating over <laughs> all of the potential issues with, you know, just pre-order it. Like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> just order my book. And I'm sure McKinsey is a perfectly good author. I think it's really important to separate art from artists. It's an important thing to do no matter what area or genre you're in mm-hmm. personally for me historical fiction is not my cup of tea i just really think this is an interesting discussion so the the feed originally by marjo's adventure i'm just gonna read some of her tweets because some of them are really really interesting and mm-hmm. um, so 
One of our tweets from June 17th was, This has the potential to hurt a lot of people. Stories about trans people figuring out their identity, especially in historical settings, should be told by trans people because they know best what it's like. They know the do's and don'ts, and I don't think Mackenzie Lee does. Yeah, so... And then she kind of follows up. There's a lot of people like, hopefully she's got a sensitivity reader. Hopefully she puts it into trans reviewers' hands to get honest feedback about how she decided to tell the story. But like, I think it raises a bigger discussion, which kind of comes back to how I kind of feel about it is, as much as I don't personally like how she's marketed it, Mm -hmm. and I don't like the way that she's going to go on and talk about it, Mm -hmm. which we're going to discuss in literally just a minute from our Instagram stories, Mm -hmm. um, I don't personally feel, this is just my opinion, that an author should be limited by their own point of view. Mm Just like I wouldn't expect a trans author to only write about trans viewpoints, mm-hmm. which is well and within their right to do. They can do that if they like, but I wouldn't... Say stop. that's the only thing they can write about. Yeah, I think it's very limiting that we try and impose these sorts of constraints on authors in general, which I think originally stems from like the slam poetry community, saying that you can't discuss experiences you've not had. Slam poetry and fiction are very different things, being that fiction is fiction mm-hmm. and most people in fiction are imaginary yeah <laughs> so, it's like i think it's a very different thing mm-hmm. so um what kind of how do you feel about it so far i mean i do kind of understand the argument like, you know you shouldn't write about something you haven't experienced or at least it's something you do like you said, I think it's very limited to not write. So let's face it, say you've taken a look sort of fantasy genre, none of us have experienced, you know, dragons or magic. So you, obviously you're not going to be able to write mm-hmm. about that from a real experience. But mm-hmm. I think as long as you have, like, empathy. And, and like, compassion, and like, yeah. Yeah, and, like, and like the thing that hopefully she was saying, hopefully she has sensitivity readers, like, that would be a massive help as well to make sure you're not, mm-hmm. to make sure even if it's something you've not experienced but you still want to include it in your story, mm-hmm. make sure you're doing it right. Yeah. And I feel as long as you've obviously at least tried to do that, like yeah. made an honest attempt, I think you can't really blame someone. Yeah, and like if, and I'm gonna come back to this viewpoint later, but if you don't like it and you don't like the person writing it, don't support them. Don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> like she's not forcing you to pre-order mm-hmm. her book. That is your choice. If you get sent it to review for free, then by all means bash it mm-hmm. but at the same time if it's not your cup of tea it's not by an author that you like mm-hmm. you don't approve of their approach then don't just don't associate with it um i mean fair enough if you've if, say you knew nothing about this author and mm-hmm. you just bought the book on a whim and then you mm-hmm. read it and were like oh i really didn't like this or i felt this was offensive or whatever mm-hmm. then you know not to buy anything from them in the future yeah definitely um and i think it could be good, and again, we've not read it, but we're going to go further and talk about some more nice follow-ups. <laughs> this time, it's from a feed by An- Annie Annie? Um, It's spelled Annie K, um, and her username is Annie K. I'm going to just say Annie K. If it's Anique, I'm very, very sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, Anique's Library, and that's spelled A-N-N-I-E-K-S library mm-hmm. um again i'm quite sure she's also from the netherlands and this is a different point of view um uh and again she kind of tackles it from a different angle 
So I think at some point Mackenzie Lee must have taken to Instagram to answer questions from fans and like that stupid, I don't know what it's called, like it's not a plugin, I'm so old. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like a like a an option in Instagram stories where you can get people to ask you questions and you'll post a response to those questions. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. Um I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I've, you've gone maybe forget it knows what it's from Dead Simple as well. I'm just really It's old. on Instagram. This, she was asking answering questions on Instagram. Not and not live stream like in the form of Instagram text stories. Mm-hmm. Um so so one of the things that she asked um was super excited about the Madness Blooms, what inspired you to write it? So this is where I have a bit of a issue, even though I've done my research, I'm not too clear about this either. Um, so Mackenzie Lee replies back with, being Dutch, mm-hmm. learning about the tulip mania, well she is a historical fiction writer, so it's not very unusual for her to try and learn about a period of history, and much as she can, she can write fiction in. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a bit that had both of us having a discussion about it, which again prompted us to start this podcast, was, Our third reason for wanting to do this storyline was wanting to dismantle the problematic girl dresses as boy trope in historical fiction. And Anique's library, or Annie Kay's library, we're just going to go with it. I'm going to assume it's Anique. Okay. Um, She goes on to say that she has issues with said tropes, heteronormativity. That's such a hard word to say. Uh, And Anique says this again this implies once again that the play, the main character would be a cis queer girl, not a transgender boy. In that case, cis normativity is not the issue. No, it is the issue. It is the issue. Oh my god, I should put like I should get a better glass. <laughs> um not heteronormativity. That's actually like a good way to break it down. I think this is where it becomes much more multi layered, I think, when you start to really dig deep into it. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's so interesting. Um and Somebody then replies with an Instagram stories, bring it back to Mackenzie Lee's Instagram stories, that girl dresses as boy trope is handled well in Monstrous Regiment by Teddy Pratchett. Mm-hmm. Which if you haven't read that book, please go read that book. It's really, <laughs> really good. I really like it. It's one of my favourite Teddy Pratchett books. Right, that's it. I'm done. Um, and Mackenzie Lee replies with, that's because everything Teddy Pratchett writes is perfect. It's not an inherently problematic trope. I just have some issues with the way we do not interrogate the heteronormativity of it, is what I'm going to assume that then says. Mm-hmm. And we were discussing this trope, and I didn't really think it was a trope. And you didn't really think it was a trope? But there, I had a look on TV tropes, which is like one of my favourite things ever. But and I think it's called it's called Sweet Polly Oliver, which is basically when a character just distresses and disguises themselves as someone's the opposite mm-hmm. sex. Yeah. I just wasn't too sure exactly what she meant by the trope being problematic. I know she says here that it's not inherently problematic, but I wasn't too sure what she actually meant by it I don't it think she knows what she actually problematic. means. Problematic. <laughs> because um, it happens quite frequently. I don't know. And it happens in history. There has been yeah. numerous historical figures, which I am not going to name because my memory is not like good, <laughs> that have had to dress as men mm-hmm. to receive equal treatment. I don't know if maybe that's what she meant, the fact that women having to disguise themselves as men to be taken seriously in certain situations, but I wasn't too... I don't really I get the heteronormativity of it. Like, yeah, I wasn't too sure exactly what she meant. Because it's to insinuate it to be masculine and then... I don't know, I just I, the more I think about it, the more confused I am about how there's something 
problematic about it. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we're being stupid, but I, just, I don't really understand <laughs> what exactly she meant by the trope being problematic. Because a lot of the times when that trope's employed, it does have a, a queer element to it, mm-hmm. a kind of like drag. So I think really in fictional writing, when it is employed, if you look at Terry Pratchett's one, there's several times in the book where the main character, who is female, has dressed as a man, gets hit on by other women. Mm-hmm. And doesn't seem that bothered. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a bit I'm confused about, because I feel that there's a lot of examples of this trope being used, or women being accused of being masculine in history, mm-hmm. and then being found attractive by other women. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how the trope itself is problematic. Um, is it because they end up with a man in the end? Like, I don't know, I'm not quite clear. And really, I don't find the trope that problematic because you're basically saying that gender is constructed. Mm-hmm. So there is masculine and feminine in everyone. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on what you like to showcase. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't personally find it problematic, but I can understand from another perspective why that may be problematic. Um, so I did actually get some other viewpoints. Where we talked about it. So, this one is from Mason Deaver. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly the same Twitter handle. Um, both Mackenzie and marketing still refer to a trans boy with she, her pronouns. That isn't right. Mackenzie had talked to someone about that and get trans readers to maybe sort of help you sort this out. Mm-hmm. I can't read anything properly today. Um, and Mason goes on to describe, you're essentially dead naming a trans character, why not use singular they them? Why let the jacket copy be transphobic and gross? Mm-hmm. See this is like, Mason is allowed to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. I just think sometimes we, I think we, we have a tendency, particularly in the book community, because we're so passionate about representation and diversity there will be some people out there that will disagree with me mm-hmm. but personally as someone that's going back to study creative writing i'm very passionate and i have always have been about making sure that we represent the whole spectrum of society mm-hmm. there is not just cisgendered white straight people mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a mixture of people that exist so i i get i personally try and write stories when i write stories to be representative and to make sure that I am not and not that that's a white saviorism just to be because it's, it's boring mm-hmm. it's very very boring if we just have Pride and Prejudice regurgitated over and over and over again mm-hmm. with white cisgendered straight people it's incredibly boring mm-hmm. um, and the world isn't boring the world, the world is full of like eclectic people who are very diverse very different very interesting who all have their own stories to tell and to refuse to tell stories like that is to ignore their existence, I yeah. think. So I have an issue, this kind of cropped up again and again, and that's one of the reasons I got really interested in it, was that people were basically like, well, if you're not trans, don't write it. Mm. Which we've already discussed a wee bit, but I just think it's it's, it's, it's just a very emotive subject for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to have perspective about it to understand that not everyone that's writing diversity is doing so to get a gold sticker mm-hmm. to be like here you go here's a wee gold star for being diverse well done congratulations yeah. and like I just think which you definitely shouldn't that's not the right attitude to go in with it with <laughs> like at all I don't think everyone out there is doing that V. Schwab's a really good example of somebody that does mm-hmm. do diversity really well I'm very excited to see what the next book's going to be mm-hmm. we're all very excited <laughs> um, I don't think Schwab 
who doesn't do a bad job should then suddenly be disallowed from ha- from writing gay perspectives or mm-hmm. from writing bisexual perspectives if she is not herself gay or bisexual. Um, I think that's where the danger comes in. I think I think she is bisexual. I remember oh. hearing something that she is. Representation. But, but even if even if she was if she was straight, I don't think that means that she shouldn't be then be allowed to not write yeah. bisexual or gay characters because then. What's gonna happen? You're gonna, you're then you're just your, gonna have more white straight, straight people. people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just like more of the same. I know, which we have too many of. Okay. And I personally like wrote one. Was, I think I talked about this um, a wee bit, and we're probably gonna talk about it in the future. But I've discussed it around for it's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about translated fiction and trying to read as many different perspectives as possible. Because one, it's really good for expanding your compassion mm-hmm. and being aware. And being understanding of different points of view when you meet people that don't come from your country or don't have the same circumstances as you is a really good way to just develop compassion in general mm-hmm. and I think if you're doing it with compassion with perspective like just try your best like no one's gonna come for you in the dead of the night I know some of the people in Twitter will come for you <laughs> in the dead of the night but I promise you I wouldn't say they were as venomous as like the beauty community on YouTube. Oh so god, yeah. You should be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think we have an issue with people being cancelled just a bit too easily. Mackenzie has a repertoire of books mm-hmm. that have received renown, 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 renown. renown. <laughs> it's just one of those days. <laughs> um, renown for their for their forward thinking and open mindedness. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot about we we don't know about this actual book. But I just think it's a really interesting discussion that's come forward from it. Mm-hmm. Do you have any anything you want to like talk about specifically? I do think that I can understand why people got a little upset, but I do think people did kind of jump to, especially when it was first happening. It was kind of jumping to it when it was almost like Chinese whispers. It started off like, oh, she's there's been this. She said this, mm-hmm. and people were like, maybe it's been like a. Maybe she's a mistake in the market, it's an advertising issue, or then it jumped straight to she's a transphobic monster, to she eats children, to, to, yeah. it, it, it kind of got worse and worse as like in a very rapid space of time. And uh, the book's not out yet, I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> so, and I think, yeah. Like, fair enough, if you read the book and it was like the most offensive thing you've ever read, by all means, Take hate it. it. Burn it. Yeah. Like, do what you want. But it was, I did think people kind of jumped the gun a wee bit. I do understand why people kind of saw that and thought, oh no. Because I mean, I do understand. Mm-hmm. But there's a perspective that uh-huh. you need to have with social media. And like I've seen, like there's been studies that would react to social media the same way we would if it was happening to us in real life. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing about it, which I personally, why you have to take all of this with a grain of salt. You're not and any physical harm <laughs> from somebody doing a shite book. Mm-hmm. Like, no one is going to come for you if you do a shite book. So, like, if you like the book, that's great. It's not out yet. You can't jump to that conclusion. I totally get what you're saying, Ryan. Like, about the escalation of it, mm-hmm. which is really prone to happening with Twitter now. In general, it seems to happen a lot. Uh, people are like, Oh, she said this one comment, and then it suddenly becomes do 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 do. Oh, she's a terrible person. Oh, we have to cancel her. Oh, we have to put her back in her box. Because like, fair enough. Now. Obviously, this happened fairly recently, but so I mean, people would like dig up like old tweets from when people were like fucking thirteen yeah. and find like some horrible thing they said, even though they're like 
25 now. <laughs> and it's like, well, yes, but quite a bit of time has passed. Yeah. Unless it, that was from like their tweet, Twitter feed yesterday and they're still saying stuff like mm-hmm. that. I can see mm-hmm. why you'd be angry, but stuff that was from then they were like, because we're not, let's face it, we're all stupid when we're 13. <laughs> yeah, like I, I remember saying things even at 18 where I look back and I'm like, oh, oh no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Just erase that or doing something really embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I would hate to think that somebody would come back later on in life. There's things that I've done that I mentally berate myself over mm-hmm. that I sit and think about late at night and go, I should have never said that mm-hmm. four years ago. I know. I just, I, just, <laughs> I think everyone's has done that at least a few times in their life where they've just remembered something, even from years ago, that oh. they said or did and were like, I want to die like right now, <laughs> even though everyone's probably already forgotten about it, <laughs> except mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> oh, and... So I'm going to bring in back to the original topic, mm-hmm. just because I want to talk about this particular t- Twitter user. Mm-hmm. That seems like a stupid name, stupid way to phrase that. <laughs> Twitter user? <laughs> I am 45. <laughs> no, no, I'm actually like 25. Let's calm down. Um, so this is by Isa. Isa, they, them. Um, yeah. So their username is Isa Boog, as in I-S-A-B-O-O-G. And this again is from this exact same day because this is how quickly it escalates. Mm-hmm. Seemingly everyone just I don't I don't know who sits on Twitter for this length of time. <laughs> I do not have the time anymore. I'm I am old. <laughs> just sit and watch people argue on Twitter and get annoyed. I used to I used to like, you know, fight trolls, mm-hmm. you know, with the best of them. But I don't do that anymore because I have no time. And I have things to do. And that doesn't sound like fun. But anyway, Isabug basically talks about their opinion on the matter and they say, they actually, this is where I found out about the update, they tweeted about the update, Lee admitted the mistake, good, there are going to be changes, good, no apology though. And then they take a quote from Lee's Instagram, we are humans who make mistakes is not we are sorry and we'll do better. Also, low key putting the onus on this. Mm-hmm. I don't know what onus means. Maybe I've not read enough. Sorry, could go to the rescue. I am so old. <laughs> it's been a while. I'm still currently reading one book, so my vocabulary is not as. Oh, it's something that is one's duty or responsibility. The ah. onus is on you to show that you have suffered loss. Cool. That is the example here from the dictionary. Cool. Um. They follow up with the ones hurt by saying apparently it didn't read that way. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think this is a really good, really good tweet in general. They say now raising and questioning trans character is difficult. It's not inherently wrong or problematic to use their assigned pronouns at the start of the book and change them later as the character figures this out by them about themselves. But misgendering, misgendering your character in the blurb. Mm-hmm. That's a hard no from me. You can't avoid pro- you can avoid pronouns at all. Make it clear that this character is discovering that they're trans. Don't leave it to a vague remark at the end of the blurb. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually gonna go back to the blurb, the, the massive blurb, mm-hmm. to see what the what that actually says. And then there's the fact that Mackenzie Lee is, as far as we know, a cis woman publishing the first or one of the first trans versions of the girl dresses as a man to get by in history, historical society trope in popular YA media, why is she taking a trans man's first? 
And this comes back to that situation about we were talking literally 10 minutes ago about and Isa is a totally entitled to their opinion, totally fine. I don't agree. Uh, and I think there's as, as well there's this, this kind of misconception that you should there's first and there it's totally right for there to be a first. Mm-hmm. But would it still not be a first if a trans man wrote about this mm-hmm. sort of fi- historical fiction trope himself mm-hmm. and got it published? Would that not be a first? Yeah. I don't really feel like Lee's stealing it from someone else. She's just taking the idea, just because she's got there before someone else, doesn't really make a difference. Because again, it could be awful. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, you and know, even she- if it, it's not, it turns out it's not awful and it's great, it doesn't stop anyone else from writing yeah. that kind of story. And I get the idea of like the first and claiming the first but I think that's it's just part of a larger issue that writing shouldn't be competitive like this mm-hmm. and while it's an achievement to be the first in any area it's not like that that person is the first and then there's no one else after yeah, that. Yeah, no one else can do it after them because then yeah. all fiction would have died a long time ago. <laughs> You know, there's plenty of people out there that, that like, Shakespeare wasn't the first person to write a play, mm. but he still will be one of the most renowned people in the world. Let's escape over the fact that they, there was plagiarism accusations there. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, he will still be known across the world for mm. his work, even though he's not the first person ever to write a play. And certainly not the last, either. So, like, I think that's... Being the first and being talented and being correct in your work mm-hmm. is very different and very different things and I would rather be the last person to write in a particular area but I've done it extraordinarily well mm-hmm. than be the first person to write in that area and I've just set the bar so low mm-hmm. for anyone else to jump over. So I think, yeah, you've looked at the, the blurb. Did we find the line that, she was, that they were discussing? Where Lena meets the merchant's daughter, Elsie? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't know, it's spelled very strangely. She's smitten and her plan to save her shop and her home is suddenly challenged with her heart, putting down its roots, and also by questions about her own identity that emerged the longer she lives as a man, trails off. I think think that's the big line that Isa was referring to. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I totally get where they were coming from. And does seem like I just attacked on yeah. the line. I like how we're scrutinising this blurb. Like when you actually put it in perspective, this is literally I three paragraphs. I, I mean, I don't blame you for why you would kind of scrutinise because you would see that and kind of think, well, what does that mean? Then obviously, eventually, or mm-hmm. it's actually about a trans character. It's like that's not in the rest of the blurb, and it feels like that's going to be mm-hmm. a pretty big deal to your protagonist's Definitely. journey. I feel it should have a bit more focus. <laughs> yeah, I think if that's one of the main plot lines of your book, as V. Schwab actually bringing it back to her tweets, that's not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. That's like your story. Yeah. That's what you're trying to sell people on. There's been plenty of books where I've read where the blurb and it just seems to be there's people out there who are in the publishing industry who don't understand how to summarise yeah. a book. <laughs> and you read the blurb and you're like, this sounds amazing. And then you read it and it's 
nothing like the bar, practically. <laughs> it's so infuriating. Just be upfront. Like another a very different example of this, but uh, but. but misleading blurbs would probably be three dark crowns because the way the blurb the blurb sells that you're expecting some fast-paced like battle royale between these three sisters are all fighting for the throne and yeah. then you read the actual book and it is the slowest thing in the world there's nothing more disappointing and than it's a slow like book. who wrote this blurb <laughs> like, it's very misleading yeah i think there's been a couple of times i've, I've read books like that where i've like Oh, this sounds really interesting. Oh, I think this will be the main focus and you get in and it's... That was like the main focus for the first chapter mm-hmm. and then everything after the first chapter is just... Completely Just off the rails. I don't, I, I don't understand why you would even summarise the first chapter and not the full story in the line of the book. Are there people out there reading blurbs? Yeah. And not even reading the book? They're writing these blurbs and they're just like, I'll read the first chapter. Oh, can I get an idea? That'll do. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> I think the issue bringing about to me kids Lee is... She says that people had conversations about this mm-hmm. and they all agreed that this was the best blurb. To be fair, I do really like the first line of the blurb, mm-hmm. which is love is a fever. Yeah. Which I think is just, oh, lovely. Yeah. Lovely line. Gotta give you something, McKinsey, that is a nice line. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's a Catches quote, your attention. <laughs> yeah, and it just is, it's almost like poetry. Um, I'm a big poetry fan, so like to me, that sounds like the start of a really really gorgeous poem mm-hmm. like a really nice old style love poem mm-hmm. that would go on to describe you know summer evening somewhere <laughs> um, so like for me that sounds really really interesting and then it then it goes into Holland 1637 and I drop off because I'm not a historical fiction person <laughs> um, it definitely there's a lot of depth there and See what what that blurb, the the big blurb that was in our original post. That mm-hmm. If you go to Marjo's adventure thread, you'll get a screenshot of. Mm-hmm. I'm very confused about what the actual storyline is. Yeah. Because there's so much depth, and I hate, I hate a massive book. Mm-hmm. With the exception of Schwab, Schwab can do that until I like lose eyesight. <laughs> She paces things incredibly well. There's never been a book I've read that I've went, oh god, this is insufferably well. <laughs> but there's just a lot. So there's like the main character's master dies. Her flower shop is in danger. Her and uh, her, her brother were sold to the master who then, then died. They inherited. There's just a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a tulip mania, and then they're having to sell tulip bulbs. bulbs. I keep saying bulbs for bulbs. some reason. <laughs> bulbs for just extortionate prices to Amsterdam's finest house. This sounds like a really interesting... I'm a big I'm a big fan of the Netherlands. Eventually hope to move there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, there's just a lot. And then, the, like, Lena, who's still referred to as Lena who's actually the trans character, mm-hmm. hatches a plan to dress as a man. That rhymes. <laughs> and an attempt to sell a fake Semper Augustus bulb. The, the rarest re- and most valuable tulip of the time to this one merchant in town to get all this money. Then she meets, he, you know what I mean, meets yeah. the merchant's daughter and that's the love story. It starts going on about that. Sorry if we offend anyone. We were literally reading the original blurb, so mm-hmm. that's where any issues are coming in with his misgendering. Because it's yeah, sorry. You're, you're having to translate in your head into a different gender because this is still she, her pronouns. So yeah, this is the blurb that caused the issues. 
and then he falls in love with this merchant's daughter. There's just so many threads. Like literally the main thread could have been the fake ball. Mm. And I just feel like, is the romance the main plot line? Is it? Would I make that the main plot? Like, mm-hmm. if you'd just given me the first two paragraphs, which just talk about like the backstory and then like the 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 true plot line of the book is what I would consider the true plot line of the book, which is trying to make money and sell fake bulbs. Mm-hmm. While uh, finding your identity. Yeah, in a world that is probably not that forgiving. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's much more interesting than tacking... I feel even that tacking on at the end there's something that is romance. Mm-hmm. I am personally somebody that gets really irritated with romance books for like, and then they found themselves through another person. Mm. No! No. I don't really like that either. No. <laughs> just no. No. You don't find yourself through other people. Mm-hmm. You find yourself on your own. Because if you find yourself through other people, you create a prejudice and expectation of what your identity actually is. Mm-hmm. It would have been much more interesting. If this is truly about a trans man's journey, mm-hmm. I'd like it just to be about that. Mm-hmm. I would just remove the woman. I'm not saying you couldn't have a romantic subplot. I just... Just not the main plot. Yeah. Like that, I think that'll be where the issue comes in. We'll obviously come back to it when it's actually been published. Maybe right now I've got copy. Mm. Um, <laughs> I will be starting a book, a book blog, so we'll see. Um, and probably not after this episode. I will not get a copy. But um, yeah, you'll have to see when it comes out. But I think it's, is there, like, I think we should probably tail it off now because we've been talking for a very long time about yeah. this topic. But I'm really glad we did because I feel like this is such a intensely emotive discussion for a lot of people Mm -hmm. that it's nice to just talk about all the points we'll obviously be having discussions again at some point probably about something similar Mm because this seems to come up a lot every four months (laughs) there seems to be an issue with this sort of thing i think we should probably talk about diversity and representation in the book world in the Mm -hmm. book community or even in television Mm -hmm. because i think it's just a really interesting topic of conversation and I think there's a lot of things that we can do as readers to promote a more welcoming environment for diversity Mm -hmm. cannot speak properly at all that's how long we've been talking so do you want to finish up what's your last finishing statement I don't know (laughs) do you want me to go first yes Um, so I'm just going to like finish with just a couple of points just a couple of rules Um, rule number one Twitter is not real. Yeah. <laughs> Do not allow yourself to be emotively distraught about something that's not even happening near you. Like, these things are important, yes, mm-hmm. but you should always put your mental health, your state of mind, before getting absorbed into the often chaotic drama that can occur online. Mm-hmm. Rule number two, separate the art from the artist. It's unfair without proof from like the last year Mm -hmm. that Mackenzie Lee has been racist or has been homophobic or has been transphobic Mm -hmm. to suddenly insinuate that she's some sort of bigot. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that is also an interesting topic maybe we'll cover one day, the art and the artist, because I think for the most part it is something you definitely should separate. Yeah. But I I do understand there are some instances where maybe that's not possible but we'll probably have need a whole episode for yes, that. Yes we will have to have a whole episode for that like we'll have to discuss E.L. James is probably a good example. Mm. Um, and also who was um, Marion Simmer Bradley that's another one that caused a big 
because she died quite a few years ago but then when stuff came out about her I mean it really influenced it, it makes it impossible for me at least it would be impossible for me to read any of her books after it's I like Roald Dahl Roald yeah. Dahl is a very good example of when all this stuff came out about Roald Dahl you had to like just shut off but we'll talk about yeah, this yeah we'll talk about it I need a whole episode another for that um, another topic um, my last rule which I'm quite sure I'm on the thir- three three my third three. rule yeah um, it's just make your own opinion be considerate and have perspective. These are all important things as a reader, as a writer that you should be doing anyway, because you have to take everything you read online, in books, on blurbs with a pinch of salt. Mm. No one's perfect. And that's not to make an excuse for people being horrendously stupid, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, they're just people. And we've all done things, I'm sure you've done some, some things, dear listeners, that have probably been unimaginably embarrassing. <laughs> so, like, just have that in mind when you're when someone's making a mistake. And just remember there is a difference publicly. between someone being a dick and yeah. unintentionally being a dick, if you get what I mean. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so, do you have a comment now, or should we just finish up? Don't be a dick, that's my advice. <laughs> I, love, I love Ryan's statement. Just don't be a dick. Anyway, I hope you're having a lovely day, evening, Afternoon, morning, early whatever. morning, whatever time middle of the night, is. whatever you're listening. <laughs> we really enjoyed having you with us. I hope that you have a good day. Good. Again, we're going back into the subject. Good. Just a good time. Have a good time. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> and hopefully you'll follow us on all our social media Please leave reviews for this if it's possible on whatever platform you're listening to us. And if you think we're totally wrong, feel free to say that as well. Or if you agree, or if you, have a, if you just have a different opinion, feel free to share it. We'll hopefully have Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook up and running by the time this goes out. So I hope you will message us. We will definitely reply and let you know what's happening. If there's something you want us to discuss, a particular book you want us to review, television show, film particular universe of films because I know it's now a thing um, <laughs> we shall do that anyway I hope you had a good day thanks for listening to us see you later see ya bye